So now we're going to dim the lights. So go ahead and sit down, sit back, relax, immerse yourself in the story. And I'd like to introduce to you, to get us started, our Pastor Alan Shelby. Okay, real quick, as I was on the way up to the platform this morning, I got a text from Joshua Keats. And we had commissioned Josh last year to slide over from being a major in the Army National Guard to being equivalent rank in the Navy and going in um, active duty as a naval chaplain. And so they moved to Mississippi, and he's down there working with Seabees, and he just texted me, said, hope I hope you all have a great Easter service. If I can ask for some prayer, um, I have a sailor in ICU, probably not going to make it. His mother flew in today. I'll be meeting with her at the hospital at 11.45, so that's pretty much right now our time. Uh, She's specifically praying for the resurrection of her son on Resurrection Day. I don't know if she knows Christ personally, but I'm praying for the right words at the right moment and an opportunity to share the gospel. So just quickly bow your heads and let's pray. Father, we come before you today, and how appropriate, what, what more appropriate time and occasion to do it than right now. And to pray, Lord, I don't know what the, what, what the reason is that this sailor is in the ICU, but serious enough for his mother to be called to his bedside, Lord, be with Josh today, be with him right now. Um, give him not only words of comfort, but, uh, Lord, the words of everlasting life um, to, to point both the sailor, his mother, to Jesus as, as the one who gives everlasting life if they simply believe in him. And so, Father, I ask that you be with them down there at the same time. Lord, you're with us right now up here, for we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Luke chapter 19, the first verse says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. I mean, even by modern measurements, Zacchaeus was a raging success because he was not just a tax collector in the Roman Empire there in Jericho. He was their chief tax collector. So he was an entrepreneur whose franchise in Jericho had created record profits. He was affluent, prosperous, and wealthy. He lived in a fabulous villa on the banks of the Jordan River, enjoying all the material compensations that his achievements had merited. This brother had bank. He was big baller, shot caller, tree shaker, and jelly maker. His clothes were handcrafted silk. His chariots had 24-inch bright chrome wheels with spinners. His diamonds were perfectly cut. All his investments were abounding in assets. He was living large and apparently in charge. But Zacchaeus was part of an ethnic population of Jews living in Palestine under Roman occupation. Yet because of his creativity and ingenuity, he was able to move beyond those narrow parameters of race and nation to make his own mark. Now, from all external appearances, Zacchaeus was a stunning success, and many of the characteristics that he possessed are worthy of our emulation and imitation today. He had a bestseller on the scroll list. 
He was in demand as a life coach and speaker at motivational seminars. He was productive, prosperous planner. He was proactive and purpose-driven and passionate about his pursuits. I mean, this brother got it going on. Yet despite his grind and shine, he had a dark side. Now, let me drop a pin right there just to remind everyone in here that light always casts a shadow. And that's our thesis for today's service. Ultimately, others measure your life, not by how bright your light is, but how well you manage your shadow. He had a dark side because just like the next few days here in America, tax collectors, they ain't popular people. They were endorsed but unregulated by the Romans. And so once you had outbid everybody else to get your franchise, then you were free to collect taxes any way you saw fit. They were known for extortion, fraud, charging exorbitant interest rates, just like the payday loan sharks do today. Then peeking over the shoulder of this text is a footnote about this man's insecurity. There's no real notation in the margin of the narrative, but the text tells us in one sentence with two meanings, giving us a hint of holy insight in verse 3. Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was little of stature. Now, that not only conveys that he was vertically challenged, but he was emotionally, morally, psychologically challenged as well. Ever since his childhood, he was a target of all the short jokes. Hey, shorty, do you feel overlooked? Do you play miniature golf? I mean, you'd make a good short stop. What's your favorite dessert? Strawberry shortcake? But in and of itself, him being vertically challenged was not really the problem. Because truth be told, whether addressing physical, spiritual, mental, or emotional features, everyone in here shares this in common. We all come up short some places. And if we don't come up short anyplace else, the Bible is bold to declare in Romans chapter 3, for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody comes short on reaching God's glory. If not on your job, then in your home. If not in your home, then in your friendships. If not in your relationships, then in your spiritual life. In fact, one of the greatest weapons that the devil uses against us is our denial of our own inadequacies. Why? Because it is arrogance to pretend that you have no faults, that you never fail. 1 John chapter 1 tells us, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. You're not always right, totally together, not completely correct, not always appropriate. And to deny that fact is a sign of significant insecurity. There are some kinks in your character and in mine. There are some flaws in your personality and in mine. There are some skeletons in your closet and mine and maybe a warm body also. 
So we can admire Zacchaeus because at least he was courageous enough not to let that keep, keep him from seeking and seeing who Jesus really was. So if you're here and you're not asleep, I know just what you're saying. Alan, I don't know who told you I was going to be here today, but I decided to take this Sunday as a good excuse to come into your church. And I have to say, I am also curious to see who Jesus really is. You know, I commend you for that because that's a worthy thing. Look at how our man Zach handled it, verse 4. And Zacchaeus ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he was to pass that way. Zacchaeus did not project his problem onto everyone else. He did not project onto the world what was true of him. But because he could admit it, then that motivated him to climb. See, David says in Psalm 32, I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Denial drains your energy, but confession will give you strength. It will get you forgiveness from God so that he can enable you to take the things that, that disadvantage you and turn them to your advantage. And I don't know just who I'm talking to today, but confession to God will bring you the courage to transfer your negatives and translate them into positives and take what normally works against you and make it work for you. But Zacchaeus kept coming up short. As the spotlight of our scripture shines onto him, we find him up a tree. And you have to admit, it's somewhat out of the ordinary for for us to see such a well-dressed, highly educated, well-financed, high-profile person in broad daylight, downtown, out on a limb, and up a tree. What drove him up that tree? What made him throw shame and embarrassment and ridicule to the wind? In order to answer that question, I invite you to go on a journey. Let me take you to the backside of the Roman Empire, to the fly-infested, gnat-saturated backwater full of brush called Roman Palestine. As we trek our way across this tough terrain, we got to keep walking until we get into the suburbs out at the fragrant orange groves surrounding the finest city of Jericho. And here we arrive at the house of the real slim shady, Zacchaeus. Now we got to get up early because the notorious Z-A-C, he's an early riser. He's got things to see and people to do. And so he's in the street at the crack of dawn, taking care of business and working overtime. Can you see him on the screen of your anointed imagination? He pulls his ancient iPhone out of his robe to check his reminders and asks Siri for the people he's supposed to go see that day. And it wasn't long before he arrived at his first stop. He notices the house is not well constructed and apparently in need of caulk, paint, and repair. But those things don't matter to him. The only thing that figures into his equation is the word overdue at the top of the tax bill that carries that address. 
There's no working doorbell, so he knocks several times. Suddenly, with the eerie sound of a Brian De Palma or Alfred Hitchcock movie, the door creaks open on its hinges. On the other side is a frail blind man. It's Zacchaeus. Do you have my money? Uh, Mr. Zach, uh, I, don't, I don't have any family. I, I don't receive pension. Uh, and my disability check's been delayed. So, you see, I, I really want to pay you, Mr. Zach. I really do. But I, I don't have the money right now. But if you'll just give me 30 days, I don't know how. But if you'll just give me one extension, I promise I'll get you the money that's due. You know, that's not usually my style. Because uh, this drip don't come cheap. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you 30 days. And blind man, if I'm back in 30 days, and if you don't show me the money, I'll have you at hello. You'll be blind, broken, homeless. With that, he turned and walked away. I wonder if I'll have any luck at the next address. It wasn't long before he came to the second house. He knocked on the door, and as soon as it opened, he immediately noticed something was terribly wrong. The woman who opened the door, her skin was pale, almost like there was no blood flowing through her veins. Her hair was matted to her head. She looked like one of the walking dead. She took, he took a good look at her face, and her smile looked out of place. He looked closer, and it was easy to trace the tracks of her tears. Her speech was slurred, but she was still able to say, Mr. Zach, I know why you've come, but I don't have any way to pay my tax bill. You see, for 12 years I've had this issue of the blood. And in that time I've gone bankrupt with medical bills. My health care provider canceled my insurance for exhausting my benefits. And no one else will help me because of my pre-existing condition. For 12 years I've been suffering and struggling. My life insurance is exhausted. I'm cashed out. My, my husband, my husband doesn't love me anymore, and the kids won't even come near me. My pension is exhausted, but if you just give me 30 days, I promise I'll get your money together. I know you're the boss. I, I, I know how this works, but I'm not saying never. I just want 30 days, please. And there Zacchaeus stood caught between greed and grace. You know, I like it when you call me the boss. So I'm feeling benevolent today. You have 30 days. When I come back, I want my money. As he turned and walked off the front steps, he said to himself, I wonder if I'll have any luck at the next address. Zacchaeus walked down the street and around the bend until he came to the third appointment on his schedule. In the front of this house stood a woman who was completely listless. She was staring off into the distance, so entranced, she didn't even realize someone had come up behind her. Zacchaeus tried to speak, but she wouldn't even respond. All of a sudden, behind them, he heard the scream of a man so blood-curdling it was horrific. Zacchaeus whirled around to try and see who it was. 
on the hillside in the distance, running in tattered clothes and chains, cutting himself with a flat rock from the graveyard, was the silhouette of something that looked like a man, but was behaving like an animal. Mr. Zack, that used to be my husband. I knew he was struggling when we first got together, but I didn't think things would get like this. They call his illness bipolar, but when he stopped taking his prescriptions, things went from bad to worse. The doctors don't know what to do for him, and, and my girlfriends, they tell me to drop this zero and get me a real man, but what they don't understand is I really love him. You understand? He, he's never hurt me or our children. He just keeps running off and hurting himself. And honestly, I pray that someday he'll come back to me. But no one has been able to tame him. No one has been able to bind him. And the thing is, this has been going on so long. He, he says that we can't call him by his name anymore. He's not my Leroy. He says that we have to call him by a different name. Legion, because he feels he has so many demons on the inside. <laughs> Not anxious to deal with the demonic, Zacchaeus began to backpedal. And before the woman could even bring up her tax bill, he said, I'll be back in your area in 30 days. <laughs> As he hurried away, his heart was still palpitating. He glanced at his iPhone because he just had one more place to visit before lunch. He was glad it was the last one because it was deep in the hood in a neighborhood called Nain. When he arrived at the address, a spray of flowers and black crepe was on the door, indicating that somebody had apparently passed. But he knocked anyhow. And a grieving woman, veiled and dressed in black, answered. I know who you are and I know why you have come. Mr. Zack... I'm burying my only boy today, and I don't have the money to pay my taxes. I need an extension because I'm headed to the cemetery right now. You know how expensive funerals are. You know funeral directors don't extend lines of credit. If I want my boy to be buried right, it has to be paid up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm very sorry for your loss and everything, but business is business. You pay, I collect. That's how this works, right? But, since I gave some of your neighbors an extension, I'll tell you what I'll do. You have 30 days, but women, when I come back, I want my money. Those 30 days passed unusually quickly for Zacchaeus, and he was wondering if it seemed as quick for any of them. As was his custom, the notorious ZAC got up early that morning, dressed in his gear, got ready to hit the street at the crack of dawn. He logged onto his iPad and he noticed this was the day that he was to return to the visits, which had marked the most unprofitable day he ever had in his entire franchise. He squared his shoulders and started walking in their direction. No sad sob story is going to get in the way this time. Today, I'm getting my money. Today, I'm getting what's due. And if they don't give it to me, They'll be out on the street, or in jail. As he walked up to that first house, he had to double-check the address. The entire house appeared different somehow. 
The grass had been cut, the shrubs were manicured, the windows replaced, the siding was painted, and everything was repaired and fully renovated as if there had been an extreme makeover. He didn't have to knock because there was a new doorbell on the wall. So he rung it, and a man with piercing eyes and authority in his voice answered the door. Hello, sir. I'm looking for the man of the house. I'm the man. Right. I think I have the wrong address. The man who lived here said that he was blind from his birth. No, I am that man. You see, uh, I once was blind, but something happened to me. Because a, a blind buddy of mine came picking his way by my sidewalk one day. He stopped by and said, man, have you heard? That prophet from Nazareth, that teacher named Jesus, he's passing through Jericho. So I grabbed my red and white cane, I whistled for my seeing-eyed dog, and we headed uptown to try to meet him. You know, I, I'd heard so much about him. I heard he had healing in his hands, and I heard he had power in his word. Um, so when we finally passed by Jesus, I heard all the commotion, you know, and I didn't know what was going on. So I just asked somebody, I'm just like, what's, you know, what's going on? And they said, Jesus is passing by. You know, and although I, I couldn't see him, but I, I didn't get dissuaded because we walked by faith and not by sight. Uh, so even though I couldn't see him, when I found out that it was Jesus of Nazareth, I began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. All the socialites and the sophisticates, the educated and the cultivated tried to shush me. So I went Fanny Crosby on him and said, Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Man, they tried to push me to the background, so, you know, I cried all the more. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Zach, do you have a minute? I gotta share my testimony with somebody. Here's what I found out that day. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
God has blessed me to be able to start a new nonprofit organization called the Society for the Blind. I want to be able to help people who are where I used to be. So here's your money, Mr. Zach. Paid in full with interest. As Zacchaeus turned around and walked out the door, he said to himself, Well, there's something you don't see every day. A man born blind you can now see. How about that? Maybe I should meet Jesus. There are sure some things in my life I don't see clearly. It wasn't long before Zacchaeus came to the second house. He knocked on the door and suddenly a vivacious, gorgeous woman emerged. She was radiant with joy, color in her cheeks, sporting a new do. Her, her, her nails had a Chanel shellac manicure. <laughs> Mr. Zach, it's good to see you. I'm looking for the woman of the house. That's me. Wait, do you know your blind neighbor across the street? Oh, I know him, but he's not blind anymore. I know, he just paid his whole tax bill today. Well, didn't he tell you? He sold his seeing dog in an auction and his entire Braille library on eBay. <laughs> Mr. Zach, I have to be honest. When I told you to come back 30 days ago, that was nothing but a scam. I, be I really believed that in 30 days I'd be dead and gone. I even prayed for it, thinking that only death could relieve me from this unbearable existence. But as I was slipping away through my hemorrhaging, a friend told me about a preacher coming to do a revival. What was his name? His name was Jesus. When they told me where he was preaching, I made my way there right away. and. Even though I got there early, it was a suffocating crowd. So I had to elbow my way through. And when I got to him, all his disciples were surrounding him. They weren't going to let anyone through, especially not a woman like me. So I dropped down on my knees and crawled out on my hands. I could see just the hem of his rope. And I knew it was now or never, but I really believed. So I stretched and stretched out. And when my finger touched his garment, I knew. I felt power flow out of him and into me. And I knew when I touched his garment, when I made the least contact with Christ, the blood that had been seeping out of me for 12 
long years had dried up and my body was healed. My heart was mended and my soul was made whole again. And even though my faith was weak, when he touched me, he made it strong. Wait, hold on. I don't know how much of this I can take. A man born blind now sees. A dying woman brought back to life. I know it's hard to believe, but I have to share my testimony. Oh, oh. 
Zacchaeus swirled around off that front porch and headed for the third house. What a time we're living in. Maybe I should meet Jesus. And he could do something for me. Because I had a lot of problems I've had for a long time. Really, to be honest, all my struggle for success has just been me trying to make up for the feeling of always coming up short. My father was a tall man, and I, I've been trying to prove to him I could become a success. I have some hurts I still haven't gotten over. But as soon as he was in front of that third house, he looked for the lady to be standing outside again, and yet she wasn't there. When he knocked on the door, the woman answered. But before they could start talking, a tall, handsome brother <laughs> stepped out from behind her. His hair had that just-been-to-the-barbershop look. His belt matched his sandals. Zacchaeus thought to himself, I am glad this sister finally got herself a new man. She should have kicked that grave-dwelling addict to the curb a long time ago. But about that time, the sister said, Mr. Zach, I want you to meet my husband. Just 30 days ago when you were here, his home was in the graveyard. And now look at him. He's dressed in his right mind as dashing as ever. He's gone back to school and started his own business. I know I told you 30 days ago that no one could tame him. No one could bind him or heal him. But that was before Jesus went there with him. Because when Jesus went there with him, the demons left him. When Jesus came in, confusion left. Hope came with him. Peace came with him. Joy did. And strength. And now look at him, Mr. Zach. He's being changed. When Jesus goes there with you, he's able to change your personality. He makes you into a new person. He has given you eternal life, forgiveness of sins, a new relationship with God. And that will transform your relationships with other people. Therefore, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And look at him, Mr. Zach. He is becoming new. Excuse me, sweetheart, but you really can't tell this like I can tell it, because you don't know like I know what Jesus did for me. Look at me, Mr. Zach. I'm a living testimony. I've got a story to share. And I know you're, you're busy, don't have a lot of time, but can I tell you what Jesus did for me? I'm living proof 
of what the mercy of God can do. If you do me then, you believe me now, he's turned my whole life upside down, took the old and he Just what the mercy of God can do. Now I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome. This is goodness and mercy in the power of His blood. I'm so glad that my freedom was in power of the blood so much power in the blood I thought I Voices made that I regret. Oh, I would still be lost. Oh, but for the mercy of God. Now I'm alive to tell the story how I'm overcome. This goodness and mercy. In the power of the blood, I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done. Cause it's goodness and mercy in the power of the blood. Goodness and mercy in the power of 
paid him his money, and as Zacchaeus left, he thought, What a day this has been. Let's see, let's see. So you have a blind man who can see now. You have a, a dying woman who is now given life. A demon-possessed crazy man, now back at home, taking care of his family. Huh. Well, I wonder what's awaiting me at the next stop. When he knocked on the door, a 12-year-old, articulate, athletic, intelligent young man opened it. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for the woman of the house. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Are you Mr. Zach? Man, I've been waiting to meet you. My mama had been looking for you all morning. She said that you'd be back in 30 days because you were never late collecting your money. No. No, 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 no. The woman who was here... Her son died 30 days ago. I am that boy. I did die because Nana's a rough city. My mama's worst fear is the same mean streets I killed my daddy and my uncle would one day claim me. I was her only son, but 30 days ago her worst nightmare, nightmare came true. I got caught in some crossfire. I admit, I was hard to deal with because I was going through, through some struggles, but these two guys are going at each other. I caught a bullet by accident and they tried to revive me, but it was too late. My mama had saved up the money to pay for her taxes, but she had to spend it all on my funeral. But Mr. Zach, something happened. I'm going to tell you the best way I can because I heard the first part, but now I, this, now I know the second part for myself. And do you know Jesus never attended a funeral in his life? And as they were carting my casket to the cemetery, they told me Jesus stopped the hearse and had them roll it out the back and opened it up. And they told me when Jesus reached his hands, and you know, I remember my grandmama and them say, whenever the Lord lay his hands on you, Something's going to change. And Jesus said, young man, I say unto you, arise. And my heart began to pump. My wounds were healed. My eyelids began to flutter. My hands began to stretch and my legs began to flex. And I tell you, Mr. Zach, when I sat up out of that casket, I looked the undertaker in the face. He was so scared, he gave my mama her check back. So here's your money, Mr. Zach. He's only 12, so let me tell it like only a mama can. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 oh
took his textbook, closed up his journal for the day, put his iPad in his messenger bag, and when he was walking home, he passed by one of his colleagues. Hey, Zach! How you been? Zach? Huh? <laughs> Rough day, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's about to get better. Remember that prophet I mentioned? That minister? Uh, what was his name? Uh, G- Jesus? Uh, yeah. Apparently he's coming to Jericho. When? Uh, well, he's supposed to be passing by right now. Maybe we could get some backstage passes and meet him. Anyway, I know, you have, I know your schedule's probably pretty tight, and you're probably really busy, but what better day than today to meet Jesus? I don't know when we'll get this chance again. Come on. 
They took off running toward the town. The road was dusty, the sun was hot, but they ran anyway. As Zach ran, his entire life flashed before his eyes. He saw everybody he had hurt, everybody who had hurt him. The good thing was, his buddy couldn't see he was crying. Because he saw all the bad things he had said and done, and permitted and participated in, because of being all about the Benjamins like he was. He saw all the sleepless nights and desperate days, all the discouragement, disappointment, and depression that he had and that he had caused others. And in his heart, he began to wonder, I sure hope that I can meet Jesus because my whole life, I've been nothing but a successful failure. All my life, I come up short being a walking paradox, a mobile oxymoron, externally strong, but internally struggling, externally prosperous, but internally pitiful, extremely well off, but internally wrecked, rich in the kingdom of kingdom, but poor in the kingdom of God. So being downtown, they ran uptown. Weary traveler, beat down from the storms that you have weathered. Feels like this road just might go on forever. Carry on, you keep on giving. But every day this world just keeps on taking Your tired heart is on the edge of breaking Carry on Weary traveler, restless soul You were never meant to walk this road alone And alone be with it So just hold on Weary traveler You won't be weary long No more searching Heaven's healing's gonna find where all the hurt is. When Jesus calls, we lay down all our heavy burdens. Carry on, oh, oh, weary traveler, restless soul. You were never meant to walk this road alone. Hold on, weary traveler, you won't be weary long. No, you won't be weary long. You won't be weary long. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it on. Someday soon we're gonna make it on. 
Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Gonna make it home. Weary traveler, restless soul. You were never meant to walk this road alone. And it'll be worth it. So just hold on, weary traveler. You won't be weary long. Weary traveler. You won't be weary long. Weary traveler. You won't be weary long. When Zacchaeus got to where Jesus was, he couldn't see over the heads of the crowd. I mean, everybody was short in those days, but he was short for even that day. So he decided to run ahead of the crowd because sometimes what you need is not with the crowd. When he got ahead of the crowd, that's when he saw that one tree. What drove him up a tree? Basically, he was tired of coming up short, coming up short in his life and his relationships, coming up short in his hope and any purpose for eternity, coming up short. He saw what Jesus did for other people, and he wanted that for himself. Yes, Zacchaeus shimmied up that tree, and when Jesus came by, he stopped right there. He stopped at that same spot and looked up, looked up, just like he knew that Zacchaeus was there all along. Zacchaeus, come down. Here's the good news for you today, Zach. Today, I must abide at thy house. Zacchaeus was in such a hurry to come down, he almost fell down. But he took Jesus by the hand and led him to his house. And he could hear all the pious people behind him. Look, it's Jesus. Yeah, doesn't he know that that man is not only the tax collector of the Roman oppressor, he's the chief tax collector. Let's see what's going on. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that Jesus was gone to be a guest with a man which is a sinner. But then Zacchaeus brought Jesus into his house. And when they were sitting down at the dining table, he tapped on his tea glass with a spoon and stood up before everybody. He didn't just say, I got saved, because he knew that talk is cheap and nobody would believe him. And he really wanted them to know that Jesus had saved him. So instead, he told Jesus in front of that whole house full of guests, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. This day is salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. 
His house was changed, his family was changed, his life was changed, his heart was changed, his future was changed, even his past got changed. He took Jesus home that day and it made a difference in his life. You know, I saw Zacchaeus a week after the day that he took Jesus home. Hey man, have you got a minute? Because just like all those people I met that day, I too have a testimony. Can I share it with you? going down the same, you are worthy. You have created all things for your pleasure, Lord. There is none that even compares to you. You are worthy. Lord, there is not a thought that I have that you don't know. No expression of joy or moment of despair that you don't feel. You looked into the depths of my heart and saw that it was evil. But even in my sin, 
you still love me. You love me enough to make a way for me to be worthy. God's son, the creator of the universe, the great I am, heaven's best, chose to willingly lay down his perfect, sinless life for me. Lord, for this, you are worthy. So how can we not praise you, Lord? How can we not give you all the honor and the glory due you? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord, because Jesus, you are worthy of it all. Praise the Lord. Special hand clap for the kids who came in and helped us sing today. And you know, this was not, this production was not a purchased product that we got off the shelf someplace. Brandon and the praise team put the songs together. So for the worship team, give them a hand clap if you would. Then all of our our actors and our actresses, and also, also the people that were behind them that were directing them and makeup and costumes and things like that. 
You know, before you leave today, I'd like you to say thank you also to the people in the audiovisual booth and uh, people put together live stream and slides. And also, if you don't mind, on your way out, just say thanks to anybody who worked with your kids. They put together that Jerusalem market uh, that they had today in the Harvest Kids section. And uh, anybody who's in the lobby or anybody, uh, you know, in hospitality. Um, And uh, I would like to ask if you would go ahead and stand. I'm sorry. And Alan Shelby, our lead pastor. Praise the Lord. Thank you for a great Easter. I'm going to ask if all of our altar counselors would go ahead and come up here to the front. So if you're an altar counselor, you're able, you're here and able to help today. Please just go ahead and come up here at at the front and stand, um, stand as I am here at the front. And um, as you bow your heads and close your eyes, you know, I have probably known more people who have gotten saved So they trusted Jesus for eternal life. On Easter, than any other moment in the year, more than Christmas, more than any other time, I mean, I know so many people who trusted Jesus on Easter Sunday, and I suppose that that's logical because, after all, this is the day we celebrate his resurrection, and we celebrate his resurrection, but, you know, he didn't have to get down in that grave, He didn't even have to go there. But he did that in order to carry our sins on the cross. And in three hours, infinite God took every sin you've ever committed, will commit, or ever will commit that keeps you short of God's glory. He took that on himself. And when he came out of the grave with resurrection power, He came out with righteousness in his hand. And he doesn't just take away your sins. He'll come inside you by the Holy Spirit. And he'll give you his own righteousness as the Son of God. And you can be saved today simply by trusting Jesus for eternal life. Really, there's nothing else to it. It's as easy as all that. But if you'd like somebody to help you, if you'd like somebody to pray with you, if you'd like somebody to show you that from the Bible, then just come here to the front. So with heads bowed, eyes closed, go ahead and come here to the front right now. We're over time today, so I'm not going to take a lot of time, but just excuse yourself from the row that you're in and come here to the front. If If you came with somebody, they will wait for you. They will be happy to wait for you. If you're here with parents or grandparents, go ahead and come anyway. They'll wait on you. If you've got your kids or grandkids with you, that, that, you know, we'll figure it out. Bring them up with you. Come here to the front. If you'd like someone to pray with you today, show you from the Bible. Certainly any time after we dismiss, I mean, the, just because the invitation is over doesn't mean the offer is over. But you need to do it today because time is short. And you need to meet Jesus today. You need to bring him into your heart, your home, your life. Father, I thank you today. I thank you for such a great Easter Sunday where we can come and not only celebrate the fact that you came out of the grave with resurrection life, but you are willing to share it with us. 
so that we can know that if we trust you now, if we trust you today, then we have life after death. We will have eternal life on our death day and someday you'll come back and get get this same body we died in and resurrect it in a glorified state. God, we thank you for your word for telling us that. There's no other book like the Bible. There is, there is nothing else that claims to have what you offer us in your own son, Jesus. I pray that many people will accept it today. And Lord, we just ask that you'd be with us. Lord, give us a great holiday time. Pray that you'd help us. If we know the gospel, share it with others so they can have eternal life too, too along with us. We ask these things in Jesus' precious and powerful name. Amen.